Right now is really a time where people and moms especially need a lot of time for self-care and reflection and restoration and recovery. And that is something that today's guest is really passionate about providing. I am chatting with Christina Madison of Rolling Oaks Yoga, and she left a career job to become a yoga teacher some years ago because she discovered it quickly became her escape and her form of self-care. And now she is passionate about teaching professional women how to build a nourishing and sustainable self-care habit with tools such as yoga, meditation, breathing exercises, mindfulness, and self-reflection. And we talk a lot about all kinds of different ways to practice self-care, not just yoga. And I think this is really relevant in this year. 2020 is when we're recording this. And there are a lot of things happening out in the world Uh, from coronavirus to the Black Lives Matter movement that are making people stop, pause, think, and take that time to reflect, to listen, and to learn. And so these lessons that Christina teaches us are hugely valuable in this time. And I really hope you enjoy this episode and everything she has to share. the Around the Campfire podcast. They say it takes a village to raise a child, but I believe it also takes a village to raise a mom. I'm your host, Jillian Benke, the founder of MomCamp, and each episode I chat with busy moms who are doing awesome things in life and work. Join us for real conversation and community, because this is your village. This is the Around the Campfire podcast. Hi, Christina, and welcome to the Around the Campfire podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. I am very glad you're here. And one of the topics we're going to talk about today is very near and dear to my heart being self-care and through movement, especially. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself, who you're a mom to, etc.? Absolutely. So um, I'm Christina Madison. I'm a corporate girl turned yoga teacher. Um, I left my full-time job uh, last year to pursue small business and entrepreneurship and also to spend more time at home with my daughter. Uh, My daughter, she's two and a half going on 16, it feels like. (laughs) And uh, her name's Emma and she's just like me, which means, you know, we... (laughs) We butt heads a lot, but being home totally. with her more is really been uh, really special to me. That's amazing. What led you to make that transition from full-time corporate to, to entrepreneur? You know, it was a long, hard battle, to be honest. Um, mm-hmm. I loved working full-time. I loved drawing a paycheck. I loved my identity in being a full-time working mom, and um, I was miserable. You know, I loved all these things, but I was really, really unhappy. Lots of stress, lots of anxiety, and um, I just really wasn't the best version of myself. So after a lot of conversation, after a lot of soul searching, a lot of, you know, conversations with my husband, um, I made the decision to leave my job and just let it kind of be for a few months just to try something new, to try pursuing my passion, to see if that would give me more fulfillment in my own life. And then also to just spend more time with my family, which I felt like I was really missing out on um, when I was working full time. 
Where do you think the stress and anxiety came from, given that you were so happy in your in your work that you were doing? So I think I was happy with the idea of my job, but uh, the actual job itself was just not enjoyable to me. It wasn't giving me purpose. I wasn't fulfilled in the work. It was just a lot of really stressful desk work and paperwork. Yeah. And I felt like even though my career was very promising and I had a lot of opportunity before me, which I loved, um, I just wasn't happy and it wasn't worth it. It wasn't worth the the struggle and the stress and anxiety to have this you know, one day fancy job with a lot of titles or, you know, anything like that. It just wasn't worth it to me anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. So what does work look like now? Work is um, very different now. Um, you know, my boss decides <laughs> my schedule with my boss being my daughter. I was going to um, say, is that so we made- yeah, Emma is the boss around here. She um she sets my schedule, but fortunately she's still at her napping stage where I can get quite a bit of work done during her nap times. And then I do, you know, have some childcare set up a few times a week so that I can have some uninterrupted periods of work where I'm either in front of the computer or I'm working with private clients or I'm filming yoga videos. You know, work varies from day to day, but each day is just so fun and so different. Um, but you know, I'm working on my deadlines instead of someone else's deadlines, which has been a big mental shift for me. Right. So now do you teach, I, when we're recording this, we're in a bit of an unusual time and I don't know where we'll be at when we release the episode. So, um, obviously you're not doing in-person classes right now, but do you teach classes typically, or is it mostly one-on-one and videos? Yeah. So fun fact, I had opened my, um, my trial run yoga studio three weeks before the, yes, the coronavirus pandemic became a thing. Um, so it was, I spent about three days, um, studying how to move all my classes online. And so the last couple of weeks I've been, you know, still serving my old customers from the studio and as well as serving some new customers by actually doing my yoga videos through zoom, um, which has been a really interesting learning experience for me. Um, but yeah, I would say before everything happened, I was teaching a few times a week in person, um, in group style classes, Mm -hmm. um, working with some private clients from time to time. So like that one-on-one really kind of intimate yoga session. And then um, I post some videos online to YouTube, which is growing. And then I um, also film yoga uh, videos to post in my private Facebook group as well. So Amazing. kind of a lot of different uh media, a lot of different ways. Um, but it's been really interesting and eye opening and everything is just a really fun experiment to see what I like and don't like. Totally, totally. I'm really excited seeing entrepreneurs pivot their business and innovate in ways to keep serving their audiences. I think it's just incredible. So congratulations for for making that shift. Thank you. Yeah, it's been really interesting and really, uh, fun to figure out new ways and watching other businesses do the same thing. Like you said, it's been so interesting and, and really just 
fun to watch people come up with new innovative ways to keep us connected and um, to bring their businesses online or to more of like a mobile type um, offering. Totally. Totally. All right. So tell me a bit about why yoga means so much to you. So to go back a few years, I discovered yoga while I was actually on a deployment. Um, I'm former active duty military. I'm a reservist now. And um, I was overseas and I was working a you know very stressful job and I was looking for an outlet. You know, I've always kind of been a fitness um, nomad. Like it's hard for me to find a home with my fitness routine. And so I tried this yoga class at the request of my friend and I was like, oh, whatever, you know, yoga is for sissies or I'm going to look like a dummy because I can't do the moves. And um, it was just so cool. It was like love at first vinyasa, if you will. (laughs) I just really enjoyed the whole class and um, I couldn't wait to go back. Like I couldn't wait to do it again and to learn from this teacher that I really enjoyed. He was super engaging and really fun and he just made yoga so enjoyable and relaxing. And I started to settle into my routine. You know, I knew yoga class was every Monday, and that was just something to look forward to. And then when I got home from my deployment, I was like, I need to know everything that I can know about yoga. And so I signed up for teacher training just to deepen my personal practice and to deepen my knowledge of yoga, never intending to teach. That was never the goal. And then um, our instructor forced, she, well, she didn't force us, but she (laughs) highly advised that we practice teach in front of her students. And so we did. And again, it was just like this light bulb went off for me. I was like, I love this. I want to do this. And since then, sharing yoga and seeing how it has transformed others' lives and given them more peace and more connection with their own life has been so rewarding because it has done the same thing for me, you know, being with my breath and being in my body and just really focusing on the present moment has helped me personally deal with chronic stress and, and a lot of anxiety. That's, this is the tool that I keep coming back to. And so sharing that with others is really gratifying for me. That's amazing. Thank you for sharing. That's incredible. And it's it's funny because in my mind, what I know of military workouts, yoga is the antithesis. So I love that you found that outlet um, yes. in a totally different way. Absolutely. So now you work with, uh, with primarily women, right? And you work with a lot of people that are suffering or experiencing that same stress and anxiety or similar that you were experiencing. Um how do you help them through that with through yoga? Yeah, so um, I, I will say that a lot of the people that come to my classes are women. You know, a lot of people that do yoga are women. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I've had some some in, some men from time to time wander into my class looking a little bit lost, but you know they. <laughs> They like it more than they care to admit. Um, Fair, yep. But my uh, my Facebook group and kind of my niche audience that I am inspired to help is the you know the former version of myself, the professional working woman that um, you know is very very driven, very high functioning, um, but maybe has these you know these secrets, these secret stressors and this secret anxiety that she powers through, and you know, eventually that leads to burnout. And, um, 
uh, breakdown and emotional outbursts, you know, maybe not in the workplace, but sometimes with loved ones. And so my, my goal with um, my yoga is to help them get more connected with themselves and allow themselves to just be still and rest. You know, as busy working women, we're so often just on the go, a to-do list a mile long, mm-hmm. and we never give ourselves permission to rest. It's and so, so, yeah, you know, we're just always on the move, always doing all the things, always serving everyone else and taking care of our families and our children. And we always fall to the bottom of the list. You know, Mm -hmm. it's, we always come last, we never come first. And so my goal with teaching yoga and meditation to these women is just allow yourself to rest, allow yourself to move your body and, you know, sit still and sit with your emotions and just try to not worry about anything just for a short period of time and just connect with yourself and honor yourself and, you know, move your body in a way that's healing and holistic and, you know, spend time just with a quiet mind, which is so, so hard for so Mm -hmm. many of us because we never practice it. So, you know, that's why it's called a yoga practice and a meditation Mm -hmm. practice because we never get perfect at it, but we just take time, you know, a couple days a week to practice it. And that can be very healing to a lot of women that that really need this rest, really need this nourishment. Totally. Do you find that you you're met with resistance initially from these women uh, because their brains are so busy, they are so used to go go go? Um, do you find that it's it's challenging for them at first, especially with meditation? I would think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So um, I'm a meditation resistor, still working on that. (laughs) Um, You know, I'm fine with the yoga. I I love to move my body. I love to, you know, do the yoga, but the sitting still and the quieting my mind is still really difficult for me. Mm -hmm. And so I avoid it because it's hard. You know, we avoid (laughs) things that are hard. And so, you know, I try to structure my approach in a way that's, that's, short and doable. You know, everything is kind of at a beginner level and it's also in a in a way that's meant to be non-judgmental. Um, you know, with no expectations for the meditation practice, for the yoga practice. You know, if you just come with no expectations, which is hard in the era of social media and comparison, but just to come with an open mind and Just take whatever you can from the practice. Even if you don't think it's perfect, that doesn't mean you didn't get anything from it. So a lot of my practices are short. They're pretty beginner level. And they're just meant to, you know, provide a a short chunk of peace sometime in your day, um, a short chunk of time to just rest and and nourish yourself and, and do an activity that's actually beneficial to your body, your mind, your nervous system, and your spirit, you know, your overall mental health will benefit from from these kind of practices. A hundred percent. Absolutely. Now let's talk a little bit about self care as a habit versus a once in a while thing. Um, what do you think is the best way to make self care sustainable? 
Yeah, so I think we have some common misconceptions about self-care that we probably need to address first. And that is that self-care has to be indulgent and expensive and, you know, right. something like a massage or, you know, a trip to a, you know, a sunny island. <laughs> and that, but while those things are wonderful and I think, you know, very well-deserved at times, obviously those are not sustainable for us to do on a daily basis. And self-care needs to be a regular thing where we, you know, we do it at the beginning of our day or we do it in the middle of our day or we do it before bed, um, where it's just a regular practice that becomes, you know, kind of just a habit. And, you know, when we see self-care as something that we need in order to function and in order to be the best versions of ourselves, then it becomes more of a higher priority. So like for me, I know that I'm going to get up early every morning and I'm going to take my time to, I'm going to take my time to work out. I'm going to take my time to read my Bible. I'm going to take my time to sit in meditation if I'm feeling that way today. And that kind of preps me to take on the rest of my day. I'm in a better mental state and I'm in a better physical state for the rest of my day. Had I just hit the snooze button six times and rolled out of bed cranky that I had to get up and, you know, do all the things. Totally. So I think when we reframe the way we think about self-care, you know, self-care can be as simple as exercising or Mm -hmm. making sure you're drinking enough water throughout the day or going to bed on time or, you know, prioritizing getting seven to eight hours of sleep. Um, You know, it can also be things like using a nice night cream on our face before we go to bed or doing like a bedtime yoga routine, like 10 minutes in your bed to help you really kind of wind down and relax. And and I think self-care can also be us giving ourselves a break, you know, cutting ourselves some slack and just being like, you know what, I am going to have this brownie tonight because it's okay. Or, you know, I am going to rest tonight instead of, you know, doing the dishes. I'm just going to leave them for tomorrow and I'm going to, you know, watch my favorite TV show or I'm going to do, you know, an activity that I enjoy like reading a book or, you know, working on a craft. And, you know, sometimes it's just letting ourselves do those things that, you know, either nourish us physically or mentally or just give us joy. You know, we, we really, really allow ourselves to just do something that's not outcome based, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. You know, we're always like, oh, well, you know, if I do this thing, it has to lead to, it has to be productive, you know, it has to be monetized, or it has to be, you know, something that has a specific outcome. But sometimes an activity without an outcome can be just so healing because Mm -hmm. you're just doing it for the sake of doing it, you know, like painting for the sake of painting. You don't have to be good at it. You don't have to have a painting at the end that you can sell to someone. You're just painting for the pure joy of creating something and playing with some colors. And then afterwards you're like, Oh, you know, I feel better. That was fun. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love that. So that's typically one of my questions in these interviews is what does self-care look like for you? But I think that that's a fantastic answer and also has provided so many so many ideas for moms to think about it in a different way. I think that's fantastic. I, for me, it's a lot of times it's just, I call it brain space where it's just that time away to just have my own brain as opposed to obligations to anybody else or thinking about anything I have to think about. It's just space away. Right. 
Yes, absolutely. Awesome. So now next question, do you believe in balance and that it's achievable or that, or, and if you do, how do you define it for yourself? So I do believe in balance, but I don't believe in perfect balance. Like Mm. your life is never going to be in a perfect balance. There's always going to be some give and take. So I think balance is what you need it to be in the moment. So like Mm. for the working moms out there, sometimes your work is going to take a little bit more of your time and your kids will get a little bit less of your time. And then there are other periods of times in your life where your kids will get more of your time and your work will take a little bit more of a back burner where, you know, maybe you're working less hours or you're not working those late nights at the office because you don't need to. So I think it's just finding what needs to be true for you in that moment and then just allowing that to be okay. You know, we always, I don't know about, you know, your listeners, but I know I personally struggle with the guilt of always feeling like I'm not giving a hundred percent in every single area of my life. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. Like what a, what a very high unattainable expectation we tend to set for ourselves. And When we accept the fact that we're never going to be able to always give 100% to everything, that can be very shifting in our mindset when we allow ourselves to give ourselves a little bit of grace, you know, (laughs) things aren't always going to be a hundred percent in every area. We're going to be able to do our best and we're going to give what we can in that moment. But we also need to realize that sometimes the house isn't going to be clean or, you know, you're going to have to leave work early and that's okay. You know, giving yourself that grace and giving yourself the permission to do what you need to do to, you know, be who you need to be either for your family or for your work or, you know, for yourself even is, you know, letting your time be adjustable. You know, it doesn't have to be a strict schedule every day, every day of the year. Um, We have to be aware enough to allow ourselves some fluctuations in our time, in our effort. And um, so, yes, I believe in balance. And, but I also believe that balance is going to shift and change, you know, just kind of when we're same thing as when we're doing a a balance pose in yoga, the expectation is not that you're rigid and perfectly still. Mm -hmm. The idea is that you're just kind of adjusting based on the wobbles, you know, you're wobbling a little bit and maybe, maybe you fall down, but then you get back into the pose, you know, you get back in a tree pose and, and you just kind of ride the wiggles and ride the wobbles. You know, that's something that I say in my class, you know, just, it's okay that you're a little bit wobbly, just ride the wobbles. And and when we balance our own lives and our personal life, you just got to ride the wobbles. And when you fall down, you just get back up. You know, you don't beat yourself up and be like, Oh, I suck at yoga because I can't hold tree pose for 10 breaths. Well, you don't. You're just a normal person that's doing their best. And I think that's what truly matters. I love that analogy. I always use the analogy of like the scales of justice and how a scale is 
always in motion. But the idea of a yoga pose actually is so much better because you are constantly adjusting and constantly compensating and, you know, doing riding the wobbles. Like he say, I love that. I might have to, uh, I might have to borrow that when I publish this episode and do some sort of quote because <laughs> I, I love, love that. Yeah. Riding the wobbles is fantastic. Uh, okay. So what is the biggest lesson you have learned as a mom? Oh man. Um, I think that things are not what you always expect them to be. Mm. Like, I think before we become a mom, we have all this expectation of motherhood that, you know, after your baby is born and they lay your baby on your chest, that you're immediately going to feel this overwhelming, like sense of connection and love. And, you know, maybe that does happen for some people, but for me personally, it took weeks of, you know, being with my child, being with Emma and figuring each other out before I started to slowly develop that, that loving connection. Um, and, and I think that that's true for all phases of motherhood. Granted, there are still some phases that I haven't gotten to experience mm-hmm. yet. But, you know, having this expectation of, oh, my my baby is going to be such a great sleeper or, oh, you know, I'm going to have her potty trained by the time she's two, you know, just allowing yourself to flex in those expectations mm-hmm. or just completely throwing them out the window. You know, we're, I thought I was going to have her potty trained by two and she had a totally different idea, but <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, we, when we allow things to kind of unfold and be okay. And, and knowing that you're not, you're not weird or you're not, you're normal. Mm-hmm. You know, if you feel a certain way, chances are, there are other people that feel that way. I know that I'm not the only one that, you know, looked at this baby on my chest and was like, what now? Mm-hmm. Oh my God. I like, I, I'm a mom now. And, <laughs> you know, I think, I think another big lesson is that I don't have to love like every aspect of motherhood. Yeah, You know, there are some women out there that maybe 100% love being around their kids all the time. I personally don't. I would like a break from her from time to time. And I used to feel a lot of guilt for that. You know, why don't I want to be around my kid? Why don't I just want to be a stay at home mom like all the time? And just accepting that that was not who I was. And maybe that was the truth for other people, but not my truth was a big lesson that I learned over time. And I'm still learning is that, you know, expectations and someone else's truth doesn't have to be my expectations and my truth. That is such a good lesson. It's and also knowing that other people are going through that. That's part of the reason I started this podcast is I wanted moms to hear from moms about what they're going through and the realities of it. Because so often you think, oh, I'm feeling this way, but I don't see anybody else feeling this way. So I must be wrong. And hearing these stories and hearing that reality from people just forms that connection and lets us know that, you know, we are all, we are all different, but we are all also in this experience together. So thank you for sharing that. That's great. Absolutely. So how can our listeners connect with you, follow you, find out more about you? Yeah. So, um, I, my first offering is my private Facebook group, which is called slowing down and finding peace. Um, and it's a yoga community for professional women. Um, and, Within that group, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of 
classes like yoga classes, there's meditations, there's encouragement, there's venting, you know, it's, it's this community of women who are all struggling with very similar, um, things that a lot of women will struggle with in their time. And, um, this group is the area where I'm able to give my knowledge and my, um, passion and my, you know, my joy of yoga and share it with them. Um, and then you can also find me on Instagram. It's at Rolling Oaks Yoga. And it's the same for Facebook. So if they want to connect with me on social media, it will be at Rolling Oaks Yoga. Awesome. And I can link to all of those in the show notes. So uh, is there a cost to the private Facebook group or is it free? Nope. It's absolutely free. Amazing. That sounds like such huge value. So thank you for offering that. That's wonderful. All right. So thank you so much for being a guest on Around the Campfire. I have really enjoyed the chat and I look forward to seeing more of what you're doing as you pivot your business to more of the online space and continue to serve your community. So I I think it's going to be great. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me, Jillian. It's been an honor and a pleasure to speak to your listeners. And I'm, I'm really thankful for the opportunity to speak with you and for them to listen today. You are welcome. Thank you. Hey, Mama, if you are enjoying the Around the Campfire podcast, please subscribe and share it out to your networks. You just take a picture of yourself, do a screenshot listening to the podcast and share it on Instagram. Tag me at MomCampLife. Tag friends that you think would really benefit from hearing that day's episode. I get to speak to such incredible women doing this podcast. I am so grateful and I would just love for as many moms as possible to hear it and be inspired and motivated. So thank you in advance. Subscribe and share. I really appreciate it. All right, mamas, that's it for today. For more info about this episode, you can check out the show notes at momcamplife.com slash podcast. Hang out with us on Instagram at momcamplife. And if you love this episode, please share it with your friends. Thank you so much for tuning in and join us next time around the campfire.